Morning, coaches. Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. We're here with Coach John Youngblood from Reedy High School, Frisco ISD. Coach Youngblood, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, great to be here. I'm, I'm honored to speak to you guys. Well, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into some of the questions. And uh, I've known you for, for close to 10 years now, but uh, what advice would you tell yourself uh, as a young coach? I tell you what, looking back, I would tell myself uh, primarily the first thing I would say is, you know, don't be in such a hurry to get the next better job. Uh, you know, the grass is not always greener, and that that is a fact. You know, I was always such a big hurry to, you know, get this next big job uh, that I think sometimes we forget that uh, where we're at is the most important job we have. Uh, you know, I think back to the the first head coaching job I had and and wow did did I cheat those kids uh I really didn't know what I didn't know uh, if you know what I mean sure. I, I became a head basketball coach and defensive coordinator after my second year coaching in 1989 at Flatonia High School hmm. and, it, and it wasn't because I could coach basketball it was, it was primarily because I could talk to talk in football uh, you know, it was a great opportunity for me, though, as an individual. You know, I got a chance to grow. I was the basketball coach. You right. Know, that's hard for some of the coaches to understand that are out there. But I was the seventh and eighth grade coach, the JV and varsity coach. We only had one gym, so, you know, we would switch with the girls early and late. You know, so one week we'd go, you know, 3.30 to 5.30, and the next week we'd go 5.30 to 7.30. You know, it was just... But it was a great uh, opportunity for me to grow as a as a head basketball coach. Uh, you know, I think back. Uh, you know, I'm a big Don Meyer uh, follower, and you know, Don Meyer says there's five stages to coaching. You know, the survival stage. <laughs> it's when you don't know what you don't know, and I was certainly in that stage at the beginning. Uh, and then the second stage is striving for success. Uh, the third stage is satisfaction, and you know that's the one area you don't want to stay very long because right. uh, you get in big trouble. And then hopefully I'm at, at the fourth stage, which is you know significance. You know, trying to make a difference, uh, uh, change lives, and hopefully for the good. Uh, and then the fifth stage is spent. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully as coaches we know that when we're spent, it's time to get out. So yeah. Uh, that's what I would say for for young guys getting in, or I would say that to myself if I had to could go back and know what I know now. Then, sure. One one thing uh, my dad always talks about. Did you feel like uh, coaches maybe in the in the eighties and then early nineties, especially at small schools, had to work harder just because of all the time maybe you had to spend with three or four sports, maybe compared to now. You know, you know, looking back, you hated the fact that we had to suck scum, is what I called it. You know, we <laughs> had to, we had to move water pipes, and we had to, yeah. which you know is illegal, and we had to sweep our own floors, and you know, you know, just some of the things that you know. I look around now, and you know, I've got a bunch of assistants, and they're great, but you know, most of them have never coached football, and never had to experience that seven days a week grind that it takes. But uh, you know, what I think it did is it just created a a work ethic for one thing and just the the knowledge that you know that all these little things that get taken care of every day are done by somebody and you know and and they don't just happen right take so much for granted now yeah that's one thing my dad always talked about you know because i i uh I, i was not coaching football 
uh, at Bryan High School, even though I was an assistant, and he said, do not take it for granted. And he would go down the list of all the things he had to do for the first 15 years he was a coach. And yeah. and so, you know, we, you know, some of us maybe even at small schools and do coach football should appreciate what we have because it, it might be better than what, uh, what you had to do in the 80s and, uh, you know, moving into your – uh, job there even at, at South Lake. So, um, I mean, a lot of what I, you know, stole in my coaching philosophy, I stole from you know some really good football coaches. So yeah. I'm not, and I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, they, those guys do a really good job, and we can learn a lot from them. Sure thing. So, did you go from Flatonia to to South Lake? Was that your next stop? No, I was at in Little River Academy. Okay, seven years after. That's right. Uh, after. Uh, Flatonia had had some really good years there. Yeah, it was a great experience for me. Uh, that was one of those jobs that you know you look back and you think, hey, you know, maybe the grass wasn't greener. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I went next. Good deal. And what what were some of the, maybe the lessons that you learned there before uh, before moving? I, you know, in in, in academy, uh, you know, we we had great success. Yeah. Uh, the last uh, year, we were thirty-six and two and lost in the state championship game to uh, Crum. We actually lost to Crum, I think, three times, twice in the regional tournament and once in the state uh, finals. But uh, you know what? What was unique there is it was a great uh, place to work. I worked for some really good people, and uh, you know, I was the a varsity football assistant. I was the head basketball coach and the head golf coach. Uh, and it was just a point in my career where my kids were getting almost into school and, you know, you were looking back and you were missing all the little soccer games and all those kind of things. So, I, you know, at that point, even though I really uh, loved Academy, I needed to make a career decision on whether I wanted to see my kids, uh, you know, grow up. So uh, that was the, the reason for that decision. The next move was it was a quality of life thing more than anything else. Uh, you know, I wanted to get to a, a place where I could just focus on basketball and be around for my kids. So that right. was why that next decision was made. So the the next one was was South Lake. Then is that right? Oh, I went. I, I've been at a few. I went from uh, there to Kilgore. I took a. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I took over a. a uh, a really bad Kilgore program at that time uh, that that hadn't won much, uh, but they wanted a, a program. They actually let me come in and start in May. Uh, brought an assistant with me, hired my wife. You know, back in those days, you could you could tell them a salary and tell them some demands and you know all these different things that you can't do anymore. And, <laughs> uh, I went to Kilgore uh, thinking that. I was, uh, you know, just giving me some athletes and I could coach them up. Uh, you know, at that time we were in the district with uh, White House, who was really good, and, mm-hmm. and Pine True, who was, you know, ranked number two or three in the state. And I learned really quick that uh, maybe that young coach that I was before, uh, you know, I needed more than just uh, my my thinking that I was a good coach. I, you know, I needed some players. And uh, we were there three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, their uh, first year, we only won six games, and boy, that was a, a humbling experience. But we set set some good, uh, solid foundations. In the next year, I think we won sixteen. In the following year, we won eighteen. So yeah, uh, it, it was on the right track pretty quick. And then I went from there to Newman Smith. Uh, okay, and I was at Smith for six years. 
uh, and before I went to South Lake. So that's yeah. kind of my. So the 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 six win season uh, did that make you a better coach in the long run? Just looking back. Uh, yeah, you know what it did is it it uh, it, uh, it it made you realize that there are a lot of guys out there that are working their tails off that. Uh, Maybe that six-win season, they, they possibly did a better job than you did winning 30. Uh, you know, and I think we lose sight of that, especially when we're young. And, and I was at a situation where, uh, as a young coach, we won every year everywhere I was at. And I just kind of took that for granted that I was going to continue winning. And, and that was just going to happen because of me. And, and uh, you know, that was a kind of an eye-opener for me as a coach that uh, – there, there are situations that guys are working their tails off, and and success is not necessarily showing up on the scoreboard. It's it's showing up in other areas. So, right. Yeah, it definitely helped me. Yeah. Um, you know, now uh, what what year of coaching are you in, Coach Youngblood? Uh, Thirty one. Thirty one years, and so let, let's talk a little bit about your basketball culture now, and and what's it built on. And and why? And I, it might have changed, you know, over the years. But what's you know now being at Reedy, uh, and you were talking about your assistants not coaching football, and I was thinking Watson looks like he plays football. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that a large part of my success has been that I've hired great assistants <laughs> down the road, and and those guys have made me look good. And 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 boy, when you have good assistants, it, it sure makes your job easier. But. <laughs> You know, here at Reedy, it was unique. I got the opportunity to start a brand-new program at a brand-new high school, uh, which really intrigued me because I've done several things. And, you know, so we, we put in, in place right when we got here, uh, we call it a Reedy Basketball Creed. And uh, we do hold everybody uh, to a standard of knowing it all, 9 through 12, and we'll just ask them to step out, hey, tell me the creed. And it's, it's really if you can uh, visualize a hand – you know, like the the football guys hold the number four up, you know, as yeah. fourth quarter starts and stuff. Well, we took that because we wanted to give the kids a visual. And uh, the thumb is accountability. The index finger is energy and work ethic. The middle finger is uh, is, is uh, mental toughness and physical toughness. The ring finger is family. The pinky finger, pinky promise is integrity. And the wrist and palm is confidence and faith. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we build on that every day by, you know, Monday is accountability, Tuesday is, is, is energy and, and work ethic, Wednesday is mental and physical toughness, uh, Thursday's family, Friday's integrity, and Saturday, you know, when we're in season, it's confidence and faith. And, you know, kind of a character building, but it's, it's, you know, it's all about creating that culture that we want to see in our program. So accountability, you know, they would stand up and they recited it. It's accountability doing what we say we will do. Energy and worth ethic is the discipline to com- compete at the highest level in everything we do. Mental, mental, mental and physical toughness is the ability to consistently be at our best and keep moving forward in the face of adversity. Family is the desire to always put the team first. Integrity is the decision to do what is right at all times. And confidence and faith is the confidence and trust that our process will bring results. Uh, and, you know, we really try to build a culture in our players that we're going to be everyday players. Yeah. Uh, and, that you know, that today plus today plus today is, is their playing career. You know, it's not what they do on game night. It's what they do 
in the next 20 minutes of practice and then what we do in the next 20 minutes of practice. And we really try to focus on that process, which, as you know, coaching today's society is pretty difficult because, you know, kids want instant gratification. Right. They don't want to prolong anything. So just teaching them a process of success is, you know, it's hard work, and it takes a day-to-day grind to make that happen. So yeah. we try to feel that in our players. And, uh, you know, I've stole that from other people and, you know, kind of adopted it to our guys. And, uh, you know, we we have a, a player-led thing where they get up and one of our, our varsity players will tell them what uh, today is. Um, Monday's accountability and this is what accountability means to me. We make them put it in three different categories. What accountability looks like in the classroom, what it looks like on the court, and what it looks like out in the community. That way, you know, we're not just talking about basketball. We're talking about how they can apply that to the rest of their lives. So, that's kind of our, uh, a little bit about the culture we try to build on. Um, you know, when I first started coaching, you know, I thought it was all about me me doing uh, the best uh, X's and O's and, you know, all that. And, I, you know, the more you get into it, the more you realize that, you know, basketball is just a vehicle that I can, that I can use to kind of develop young men, and that's what we try to do. 